No, I totally, I watched some parts and then just like was, I don't, I don't remember what I watched. I forgot that was last, that was last week already. It does really feel far away. But so let's jump in. Welcome everybody to episode 56 of Games We Don't Play. Um, You got me, Chalfie. We got Sean. He was running late because he was watching Star Trek New Generation. The next generation. Oh, next generation. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not a nerd. So I don't, I don't like get that. it. And then uh, we got our boy Delvin. But we also got a special guest today. We got Patrick from the uh, Southern Fried Gaming Expo. So Patrick, welcome, man. Hello, hello. And thank you guys for having me on. No this ought to be fun. Yeah, yeah definitely. Preston big time us. So I can't, can't fit it in this time, man. I'll get you somebody else. So big <laughs> oh, yeah. Time, uh, Okay, he's got a big head now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did he did he ask for a fee? He was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last year autographs were free. This year, twenty bucks. <laughs> he's like, if you want to take a picture with me, that's an extra five. So yeah, yeah he passed it down you. to the B team. Let me ask you, Patrick. Are you also part of the Dragon Con crew, or you or do you not do Dragon Con? I do do Dragon Con, and I love Dragon Con. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, no miss thing for me every year. Okay, I'm I'm always there too, so we'll definitely have to connect this year too. Oh yeah, dude, it is it is something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. It's it's like the you know it's like the Matrix. Like you got to experience it for yourself, man. You can't really describe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I try to try to bring my uh, you know let my family know what it's like there, and it just, I just can't get the words. I is took this, my is wife on uh, the one that has the uh, the nighttime party. You mean part? You mean nighttime? It doesn't party. stop. It literally does not stop. Yeah, there are parties everywhere. Oh dang! It's yeah, wild, everywhere. Man. Just it, it's, it's, it's wild. I took my wife uh, one day last year, and she was like, "I don't know if I can do that again." She was like, <laughs> "It was just a lot. It was it was a lot going on." It's nonstop, and the thing about it is, it's um, you know people think, "Oh, it's just a it's just a bunch of uh, fantasy nerds. It's just a bunch of costumes." That is not all it is. At That's any nice. given time between the hours of ten and two, you can find thirty five different things to do that will suit your suit your needs, right? Yes. And uh, there's just everything from astronomy to uh, you know obviously costuming to, to robot wars. And wow. there's random rooms just showing movies for four days in a row. Yep. <laughs> like, you could just find uh, whatever the topic is or whatever it is that year, and there'll just be movies. Like, I'll just go and sit in this room and watch a movie at three in the morning. And there are parties that start at three, I think. So a couple parties. When that, one's winding down, you will find another. Yeah, and there'll be like a long line outside of this event while they're trying to change DJs for the 3 a.m. party to start. Like, it's... It's cr- I mean, I, I guess I, we everybody who goes to Dragon Con that I know who lives in the area still gets a hotel down there. Yep, that's <laughs> the <way laughs> it's, it. Yeah, just like why? <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody's trying to unless you live close to downtown. Nobody's trying to trek to wherever they, it is that they live. It is it is not fun to try to do that at two, three in the morning. Uh, that's a, a high ass Uber tax. And I'll yeah, tell you the other thing I've observed, Sean, about Dragon Con is that, you know, it's 80,000 strong now. And everybody is just 
no matter what time, no matter how hot and sweaty and crowded it is, everybody is having a good time. And yeah, with the exception true. of one or maybe two people you might run across in four days, everybody's delightful. Yeah. Yeah. There's not, you would think with that many people and that much alcohol, it'd be a little more like random fights, but it's yeah. never anything like that. No, yeah. that's everybody's yeah. super cool. And I yeah, think everybody what, these, what, what these cons have is that sort of, it's not a rivalry thing. Like you go to a sporting event, you get that many people, you will see the fights, but it's one versus the other. Whereas like, you know, any cons or expos I've been to, you know, it's, we're all like, you can strike up a conversation with anybody because you're there for that thing, you know? That's right. So you're going to talk about, you know, the game or the movie or the cosplay or whatever it is. Like you'll find that thing. And I noticed that people aren't really like, don't talk to me. You know, it's more right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, you, you like you get fired up over this too. Like, let's talk. Like, how deep do you want to fall down this rabbit hole of mm -hmm. whatever this little niche thing is? And that stuff is a lot of fun because, um, you know, a few of the things that I've gone, like I've shared on my podcast a bunch of times, like I like to go to events by myself um, just because then I don't have to manage anybody else. And <laughs> I have a great time because then it's like, yeah. it's awesome. And there's always someone like if I'm just standing in line and I'm like, oh, what do you think about this thing? Like I will get a response, um, and and have a pretty good conversation with someone, and then and then I just keep it moving. You know, it's well, like you're not committed to the person. Well, like you mentioned that, yeah, uh, Patrick, go ahead and explain like uh, Southern oh, yeah, Fried Gaming Expo. Cause it, it's really <laughs> like that because that's the, the first year. Because the first year I went, it was like that. Like I went by myself. I didn't really know anybody, and I still ended up meeting and talking to people, and you know, just playing a bunch of games and stuff like that. So for the people who don't know. You know, let them know yeah. what it is and things like that. Yeah, great. So Southern Fried Gaming Expo is uh, just like its name, a gaming expo um, here in Atlanta. We're um, in our sixth year coming up in July. And uh, we started off with a big focus on, uh, you know, classic and new pinball machines and, and class up st classic stand-up uh, and arcade games. Uh, that's really my my passion is those that sort of stuff. And so... and. And that was the case with our our um, my co um, owners and and co show organizers. And you know we started off pretty small. Um, well, it's big for us, but small. And the reason we did that is because although there were similar shows out there in the country, at least for the Atlanta area in the southeast, you had to drive seven hours to to go to uh, you know a pinball and arcade show. And so that's crazy. Yeah, I know. And. It, the thing that's happened though is it, it was really a big success um, the first year, and we've managed to grow other parts of the show. We we purposely did not call it the Southern Fried Pinball Show or the Southern Fried Arcade Show because, uh, and Sean, you'll you'll recognize this. We took that lesson from DragonCon. We love DragonCon, and then there's so many different things to do there, and yep. we took some very uh, good lessons from how dragon con programs obviously we're on a much smaller scale but you know we said hey let's give you know let's have a tabletop that's gaming let's have console gaming let's have uh, you know modern console and retro console game let's have special events like wrestling um love the wrestling show yeah and that's awesome uh, you know when we introduced uh wrestling the gaming people said what why are we having wrestling at a gaming show, a pinball and arcade and gaming show. That doesn't make any sense. And the well, room, <laughs> I know the room was packed. It's always to capacity. Only. 
And uh, yeah. people people shook their heads and said, you know, now I understand. So, um, you know, this year we are uh, we're expecting a big crowd. We've expanded our space here in Atlanta, and every single section of the show has grown. Um, you know, the arcades gotten bigger, tabletop gaming. I don't know if you guys are into that at all, but that has gotten huge. We have special guests and concerts, um, and uh, we have a Preston, uh, one of my co-organizers last year he had the idea to do a hot pepper eating uh, challenge <laughs> oh, <wow>. yes <laughs> we all raised that's, our eyebrows at first and he said no no this will be cool and I, it was a rat resounding success so we're doing that again this year which is funny I was, because I like think... last year was the thing like you know like the ghost pepper chips and like yeah people were really doing that <laughs> yeah i think yeah. i've been um i've been three out of the five years so far so oh, I went my first yeah my first year was the second year when you're still at the other hotel. Right. So you've and seen it then, grow. Yeah, I've seen it grow cuz it was it was it was definitely smaller then but it was it was packed like you could tell that expansion was needed cuz yep. you you know once you start getting in the convention and you can feel the heat you're like hey it's a lot of people in here like we <laughs> probably use some more up. space. Yeah, yeah so right. um I've yeah. only missed one year because I had to go out of town for something. That was the only reason I missed the one time since then. But it's awesome. It's the only convention that me and my son go to every year. Oh, great. So. Yeah. You know, it is. We try to make it a very family friendly uh, event uh, with, with lots of things for everyone to do. So, yeah. I mean, our, let me ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. What is the process of undertaking such a huge event? Because it seems like it's why it maybe small in stature. It's a lot of stuff to do. It is. I mean, it takes a. <laughs> Well, first of all, it takes a tremendous amount of support from the community. Uh, so, you know, we'll have about 250 arcade, stand-up arcade games in Pinball Machine. And we don't own, you know, me and my coworker, my co-organizers, we don't own that many games, um, not nearly that many. And so, you know, we depend on collectors from all around the Southeast to, to bring their games to the show, to share with people in Atlanta at the show over the weekend. And that's a lot of work. I don't know if you've seen these mm. things, but they're big and they're heavy yeah. and they're yeah. hard to move. And so, you know, we have a lot of support in that area from game bringers, but we also have a lot of support from just volunteers taking over different pieces of the show. We, you know, we, when we were smaller, we had to, we could do it ourselves and we could, uh, you know, sweat over the fine details. But now we've had to learn to sort of delegate to what we call crew chief uh, to certain areas. And that has really allowed us to expand out a lot. Uh, so uh, oddly enough, one of the hardest things is finding a, a space that is big enough and uh, convenient enough that has enough power. These machines uh, mm, just mm, consume mm. a tremendous amount of power, and some yeah, places that was, that was going to be my next question was yeah. like, how, how how where do you get the power from? Like, is it, it can't just be like four orange electric cords all over the place, you know? No, <laughs> I mean the uh, you know some places can handle it and some places can't. The the older the older places generally are not suited. Older hotels and conference centers are not suited. Um, you have to you have to find someone newer that they've built in power and and are prepared to do this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know, hearing you talk too about like people bringing in, like it never never dawned on me. Like, oh yeah, you got to find these these like cabinets somewhere. You know, it's not just yes. a personal connection thing. So it made me think of it like it's almost like a classic car show. You know, like you bring your mm -hmm. thing to show off so people to like check out. Like that's, I never, that was just like a real aha for me. Like, that's cool because then you get people to appreciate your collection and still get to interact with it. So it's like that nostalgic memory. That's you know? exactly right. So that's, that's exactly really right. Cool. 
and the way we the way we sort of your their classic car thing is a perfect example we um we had that in mind um because we know people want to show off their you know their good work and their possessions they do a great restoration mm-hmm. job on this old pinball machine or whatever and so we have several awards that are given out for like best in show pin and, uh, best in show video art you know video game and things like that and that allows us to recognize publicly those people who've really worked hard um and you know have that sort of collector mentality that want to show that off mm-hmm. so how many uh how many uh pinball machines do you own um i own about six right wow. now um and i have about five uh classic video wow what are you what are the classic video games you got okay so i'm so glad you asked that because i love talking about this <laughs> okay uh, i really like um i really like atari stuff so i have an atari battle zone do you guys remember that oh wow the, i don't think i've ever played game. that but i've heard of it yeah yeah uh, look it up it's a great great game that came out in the um you know the i think 79 came out and i have an an Atari Asteroids Deluxe. Okay. Okay. Um, and I have my favorite Atari game is Missile Command. Great game. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> you guys know that one, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I found I uh, found a Missile Command in Athens, Georgia, in a uh, in an auto repair shop. Wow. <laughs> they just they just kept it back in the back, and the guys played it after they you know you know on breaks or whatever. That was just, just their thing. That was their thing, and it, cool. it had broken, and so I, I bought it for one hundred and fifty dollars from them. Wow! And got it fixed, and it was in really nice shape once it cleaned up. And that game actually uh, was rented from me. It was in such nice shape; it was rented from me to be in the arcade scenes of uh, Stranger Things season two. Shut it! Really? Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So you'll see that missile command in there. That's sort of my uh, my two seconds of fame as far as the arcade. <laughs> so your arcade cabinet is famous. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess so. And then my um, my favorite game that I have is not Atari, but it is a um, Tron. That's oh, Tron. No, that's really cool. Yeah. Now, is it the Tron with just the stick, or the Tron with the stick and the knob? It has the stick and the knob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it has the, you cool. know lots of the. Uh, if you've seen original Tron cabinet, they sort of glow because they have um, black light, black lighting yeah. in there. Uh-huh. You know, it's just it's just a really cool looking machine. And also, um, it was the first game to come out that actually had four mini games. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I remember awesome. like that was one of those like uh, like liquor store games that was just like played a ton of <laughs> Tron, and it was like, yes out here in California we go and we play we used to play video games at the liquor store. It was just like oh, the wow. liquor store. I just appreciate <laughs> that you call it one of those liquor store games. Yeah, because we <laughs> we had a long conversation about this with some other LA people on the podcast one time. I was like, I I don't understand what you guys grew up with. That shit's weird. Yeah, no, because I mean. <laughs> You know, any call it the Luger store, but it's like you know your Seven Eleven, your Circle Bodega. K. Yeah, it, it would be a bodega if you're like on the East Coast. It's just your little corner store market, but they always had a couple cabinets, and you know a certain period in time they all had Street Fighter and stuff like that. But I remember popping in and being like, like one place in particular, it, it had um, Punch Out with the big button. Yes. And then it had Tron right next to it, and I remember like when they both got wheeled in, I was like. Oh my God, this is amazing! Because it was just Pac-Man and Galaga you know, for the longest, and to see these two cabinets come in with a different, like, interactive style, like it flipped my lid. And then that sort of backlit or like day glow style of Tron was something else. 
Now the light cycles piss me off like crazy because I just die. Yeah, it's hard. I would die immediately. But I was uh, I was the best at the um, when you would go up into I can't remember the name of anything, but like it was kind of like Yars Revenge in a sense, where you just like you're blasting ahead, and uh, that was like a ton of fun. Oh, know? blasting the blocks and the NPC yes. cone. Yeah, blocks. Yes, yeah, that yeah. was like a ton of fun. So yeah, yeah, the, all those cabinets that you know they definitely have like. Uh, a super strong nostalgic place in my heart because it was like before consoles were commonplace, like that was the thing to do. Yep. Was like raid all the coins and then go to the store and just like spend all day there. Yep. The hours of our misspent youth is what it was, man. Exactly. See, and Ruffy was uh, talking shit about me from going out and collecting, uh, you know, old consoles and stuff. No, I never, no, well, I, I, you are mistaken, my friend. Uh, never okay. talked about that, talking shit about Star Trek. That was today. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did buy uh, the PlayStation Classic because it was on sale, even though I don't really want it. That just shows that I have a problem because I just need to own things. Yeah, no kidding. It's like thirty bucks now. So <laughs> yeah, I know that's what I bought. I was like, price. I was like, yeah, I got thirty. I got thirty dollars to waste on this right now. Yeah. Still got the SNES, NES Classic in the box. Never been opened. Uh-huh. And I've had them for like since they came out, but. Same. Now, yeah, I do. Patrick. I do like the. No, I was gonna say I do like the um, vendor area. I was gonna get into at uh, at the expo because, like, see, there are old school consoles and games and things like that. I think I bought Double Dribble there last year. Remember, I told you I bought Double Dribble. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I think I bought it there. Cool. They have they they got a, a vendors and stuff, so I I do enjoy that part. Yeah, we're not a uh, you know we some shows are just very vendors vendor centric. Uh, we are yeah. not one of those. Um, no. Could you get to I, that, could you be playing games the whole time? Yeah, that's exactly right. That being said, our vendors have grown every year. Our vendor count, and there'll there'll be many more there this year. We've um, had a been influx of vendors mainly because we have more space. We um, this yeah. year we have thirty six thousand square f- more space than we did last year. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, compared to, is it in the same area of the hotel last year plus more? Is that what it is? So yes, it's in the same area as the hotel, but um, it's. Uh, the hotel is connected to the uh, Cobb Gallery Convention Center, right. and we have um, we have part of the closest exhibit hall, a fourth of it. Oh, that's, that's awesome! Yeah. yeah, so it's 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 gonna be a big space, and it'll be much easier to load in for our game bringers. Um, one of the problems we've had is just getting access to the to the to the uh, rooms where the games need to go. Um, for these big heavy games, and uh, there's bottlenecks and stuff, but that's all worked out this year. That's awesome! I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, Even though I do have I, I do have a very bad memory from the 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 show last year. What happened? While I was while it has nothing to do with you. I just happened to be there <laughs> while I was there. I happened to get the notification that my son spent a hundred dollars on Fortnite without my permission. Oh, so oh I, yes, I remember that. <laughs> so I almost <laughs> choked choked out my son in the middle of one of your showroom floors. <laughs> Luckily, I had a friend with me who could calm me down, but I was very upset. <laughs> I was very very upset. I was like, you spent a hundred dollars on freaking Fortnite skins? Are you kidding me? Wow! <laughs> Did you want it? Look, I I, I never <laughs> asked. I, That's I never. Question. I never asked. <laughs> I, well, I was I'm trying to like, erase that memory when you come back to the yeah. show, Sean. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was he he better be lucky. I was able to go and like play random games that you know got my mind off of it because I was I was very upset. Going yeah. to, I was going to say also going to your show is why uh, I know about monster arcades and I keep trying to convince my wife to let me get one every year. And she says, no. So yeah. I'm going to try to wear her down at some point, but those custom arcades are uh, awesome. Yeah. They're pretty neat. They do a good job with that. 
Now, ahead, Patrick, Jeff. I wanted to ask, because um, yeah. we talked about your arcade cabinet, so what about your um, your pinball, too? Because yes. you had as well. What's your, uh, what do you have? What's your favorite? My favorite? <laughs> Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the shortest episode of Games We Don't Play. Just want to thank everyone for listening. <laughs> Good talking to y'all. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that's my absolute favorite. And if you've ever played one, uh, it's an awesome, it's an awesome pinball game. I like that one. It's tremendous. Um, and then I have my second favorite is a game called Bride of Pinbot. Have you guys ever seen or played this game? No, I've never heard of that one. All right, so this, if you ever, you should look this up maybe on YouTube. But um, the whole theme of the game, you know, most people think that just pinball is keeping the ball alive and hitting the flashy lights, but the you know by the um, by the early 80s they were really putting some sophisticated rules into games and this game is all themed on bringing a uh, sexy robot girl to life oh yes I've, i'm looking at i'm looking at it right now i've played this um there's a, a barcade out here that's got a huge pinball section yes i know exactly what this one is it's nuts it's so great <laughs> i mean you know just discounting the fact that this that's got a sexy robot girl that's great and everything and that the flashers are on her nipples and um you know it's it's just really sort of the artwork is over the top but just the gameplay is really cool when you do bring her to life um you the whole machine kind of shuts down and it flashes uh it flashes with a like one of those EKG uh-huh. displays do an EKG and it thumps and it goes dum dum near her heartbeat and the, and uh, she goes uh, she starts singing at you and oh gosh it's a glorious experience when you bring her to life. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, but you you kind of touch on something that I think it really like rings true with me was like playing pinball as a kid. I was just smacking the paddles, hitting the ball. Yes, not really thinking about it. But then not until I played like as an adult did I realize like with games like this Bride of Pinbot and other ones that I've played like there's a strategy like it's not just a table like there's a purpose of like activating different elements you know there's tasks there's sort of levels Um, there's boss modes yeah yeah there's all kinds of stuff that can occur it's like not until you like pay attention you realize like oh these games are complex. And it's yes. actually, and in its simplicity, it's really difficult because you want to like trigger your hits certain ways. You know, you want to make all these things happen, and and when you just like you tap a little too hard or a little too soft, and you're like, I wrecked it, like I messed up so bad. And so seeing that, like how you're saying, like it's not it's not basic. It's not just hit the ball and make sounds. It's like no, nah, a lot of these games go back and play them as an adult. You realize that they're they have stories. Yes, ex- stories. You're exactly right. And I think that's the appeal of pinball, really, is they're really accessible to the people who are just like, oh, this is fun to bat this ball around and make the flashy lights. Right. People like that, and that's fine. But then there's the more uh, serious gamers, like you're talking about, that really want to explore the ins and outs of the game and have a, you know, have it and try and beat it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Because even playing, I mean, there was one I played that was, um, it had the, um, like a six shooter handle on it. Yes. And then, oh, you know, as you, yeah. And then, it, but as you go through, it turns into like a shooting gallery. And so it was like this whole like game within a game, man. I, as much as there were like classic arcade cabinets in the place, 
I barely played any of them because I was like, it was a whole, the pinball section was a whole like undiscovered like area for me. Cause I was like, I've already played Paperboy and 720 and mm-hmm. all those games. And on the other end, I was like, I've never played the Kiss Pinball. I'm going to play that. Or, and then I was like, there's an Iron Maiden one? Yes. Like I was doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Well, that, that's the other thing about the show too is that people don't just stand there all day and just keep playing. You know, like they take their turn and they get out the way and it's never an issue. Yeah, you're right. We we haven't had a big issue with that. Most people are, you know, they follow the rules of common courtesy. The only trouble sometimes we have is, and I think people just don't, they just don't know, is they'll punch up a four-player game and, you know, play all those players one another. Oh, time, right? Uh, so you didn't get just three balls. You got 12. Mm-hmm. I'll say that's me. I probably would do that on accident. Like, why the hell is like I've lost fifty times? Like, why the hell is this game still going? Like, I have no idea what's going on. Now, do you guys have a favorite pinball machine? Actually, I, I, I got to go more nerdy too, just from like playing it at you guys' show. I love the Doctor Who machine. That one, yes. that one's a good one. I really like that game. one. I used to have one of those. That was great. Yeah, I, I like the Doctor Who. Now, do you have any? Um, I guess it would be the the cousin to pinball, like any pachinko. I do not because they're terribly boring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's sorry. Hilarious. No, it's not. It's not my. Uh, it's not my life's blood. I was just curious. <laughs> okay. Oh man, no, that's I, funny. I don't. That that is funny. Yeah, but no, I don't think I have like a favorite pinball either. I just like it's just not until later in life that I really like gain a true appreciation for pinball. Um, and so when I do have the opportunity, like if I go to like some random pizza place that usually it's your sort of mom and pop type of places Mm -hmm. where it's like, holy smokes, you still have this, then that's immediately what I'll, I'll go and do. And And a lot of times they'll have the newer manufactured games in there, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The Stern, you know, the new Stern games, which are awesome and fast, beautiful and bright. Yeah. So I definitely get into that for sure. Now, now back to the convention though. Um, when do you start planning? Like when, when do you start planning for next year? Like, is that already happening now? Um, so we have to sign the great question. We have to sign the space at least two years out. Oh, wow. Damn, really? Yeah. It's really hard. to play. We have to wow. sign for the contract for the space because it'll get, it'll get taken up you mm-hmm. know, around here. There's a lot of competition for, for you know, meeting space like that. Um, but once that's done, you know, we'll start really getting serious about it. And, you know, the show's in midsummer. And so sort of late fall, early winter, uh, we'll, it'll, it'll really crank up. And then it just, mm-hmm. it just ratchet, ratchets up from there, the closer we get. So it's a, it's a good chunk of time. And like I was, I don't know if we were recording when I said this, but the first, you know, after the show, we really don't speak about it for three months because we're so <laughs> tired of it. Yeah. Um, it's like no more. Yeah, no, no mas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after three months, we'll 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 pro- approach the subject with each other. <laughs> now, how That's did hilarious. you how did you get into this? Like, I mean, aside from like the collecting, like to saying like I want involvement in like planning an expo. Well, um, I, you know, there was that recognition that hey, we don't get to go to these unless we fly somewhere or drive a long way, mm-hmm. and we really thought that. Atlanta could support a show like this. Uh, we had had, there was a, just local collectors had sort of gotten together and formed uh, an event called a pin swap. And a guy who owned a landscaping 
uh, warehouse with landscaping equipment in it and trucks and stuff. He was a collector and he said, you guys can use my, my landscape uh, warehouse for the pin swap you know, on Saturday. And, you know, it was really surprising how many people came out to that. Um, it was open to the public, but mostly it was collectors. We had a few others come in. And so, you know, after that, uh, some uh, collector friends of ours, a couple, um, they reached out to um, my two friends, my friends Preston and Shannon and I, and said, hey, we, sh we need to do a show. Uh, we can do it in Atlanta. And we think, and you guys need to be involved. Um, and we said, sure, let's do it. And then we, then that was the easy part. The hard part was figuring out, you know, where to do it, how to do it, when mm -hmm. to do it. So, uh, so this is a real grassroots effort. It, w it was, yes. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, again, I can't stress enough how much support we've had from the community. So let me ask this question. Any ideas for expansion? Uh, great question. Um, you know, I don't think we have any. I don't think we have any additional sort of big areas to put in. The only thing, so I mentioned that we have tabletop and that's expanding out. Uh, board gaming, I don't know if you guys know it or not, but board gaming is huge. Just look, yeah, at, yeah. Just look at Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. um, so board gaming is huge. And so the tabletop games are a really fun thing to do. Um, and of course, retro consoles are in, um, as you guys know, and obviously modern consoles, as you guys know, are in. But the area that I think we could expand into more might be esports. Um, mm. So doing mm. bigger esports events, I think, mm. would be an area that we would like was, to expand. I was looking at the schedule, and I have to unfortunately, I got to miss the um, the Super Tech Mobile tournament because I was definitely going to be all over that. Oh I, yeah, I can't, man. On on Saturday, I can't I can't get there that early because I got to have the trial for my travel baseball team that day. Oh, I see. <laughs> so, I was, so I was like, I can't get there to later in the afternoon. But I'm like, that that was the one game. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could do pretty good at that. Yeah. Because I think if I try to pick up Goldeneye now, I'm just going to get murdered. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, the, the contests are always cool, too. I, I definitely think that, especially on the, I think um, it could be good to have more of the retro ones. Because I mean, you know, like you get the other ones kind of everywhere else. You don't get a lot of the retro game tournaments. That's right. Any Anywhere, really. I think that that's really cool. That's right. And uh, another area that we've expanded in this year, which is kind of cool. And uh, Sean, I don't know if you've checked this out before, but this, it'll be a lot bigger this year are in indie game developers. Mm. Um, so there's a, you know, there's a, here in Atlanta, there's a sizable population of indie game developers and um, having them come out and we have, they have their own room and they're just going to set up and show off, you know, their creations and let people play. I and mean, it's a really good forum for them. And I love, I love supporting that element of game development. That's awesome too. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And like any like gaming things that I've gone to where there's a, an indie element is it's, it's really refreshing to go to because it's like the passion is still there, Yes, you know, and you're talking to the guy who did the coding, you know, you're talking to the person who like create, who's, it was their concept, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a three man team. It's a eight man team kind of putting things together. You know, it's not big. And uh, and they're just happy to have someone like appreciate their their efforts, you know. And so those are probably some of the most exciting like conversations I've had um, with indie developers because they just want to talk. And then on the the other end of being just you know someone who appreciates, it's it's also it feels great too because it's like we're having like a good conversation about something, and it's like I'm just a regular dude. Yeah, you know what I mean like. I'm not an investor. I'm not looking to publish. I just want to know, like, so how did you come up with this idea? You know, and that's that's nice to just have those honest, like, raw conversations. Absolutely. And they just want to talk to you about their game. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, it's as simple as that. They want to know what you think about their game. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that aspect of the show. Yeah, that's the can't wait. Yeah, one thing I haven't mentioned is uh, so this is something we added two years ago, and that is the Southern Fried Film Festival that we host. Uh, So it's an independent film festival, and people uh, you know submit for the festival, and they get accepted, and they get little wings, and uh, there's a cash there's a cash award for the best short film and best feature film, and so it's just you know it's just another thing for people to do there, like. I'm of the opinion, and I think most people are, that you cannot stand up and play pinball and arcade games all weekend. And we want people to come and play all the, you know, all weekend. Mm-hmm. And so we have to provide them other things to do when their legs and feet get tired from from yeah. playing games, right? Yeah, that totally makes sense. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, it, that makes sense because my feet definitely hurt after about three hours. Yeah, I'm like I'm getting old. I, I can't just run around the arcade all day like I used to <laughs> as a kid. It's like I need to go to one of these beer stands and sit my ass down for a minute. Right, That's right. your your <laughs> your uh, stamina level isn't the same anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they got Bluetooth for that. Exactly. I'm telling that's, you, where, that's where it makes sense too to have something like how you you touched on earlier, which is like wrestling. Um, because like w- my Twitter feed, ninety percent of the time is gaming. But when it's a big wrestling event, it flips to like that's probably me. <laughs> and it, you know, it, it, everyone gets wild hyped up, and it's like the, the gaming talk stops, and it's now like ninety percent like whatever was like the big event or the big news happening with wrestling. And so it's like it makes sense; it goes hand in hand. And then it's like if you want to give you know people participating a chance to just relax and be a spectator in a different way, like. That's that just makes sense. That's like beer and a hot dog. They just yeah, the, wrestling too, and this and it's like the the thing about this, you know, the uh, they use the AWE performs is like you're right there. You know what I mean? Like you're right up on the ring. Like you mm-hmm. know, you don't usually get that type of experience at you know big like WWE events or anything like that. So it's definitely a different experience too to be like so close to the action. That's right. I mean, these are definitely guys who are more local who are trying to, you know, they're training and trying to make their their wrestling careers and so gosh they they put it all out there man they do it's really cool yeah so awesome i'm really glad you got to, to share all that because it's it it sounds like an amazing event um you know even talking about it last year like we were talking about earlier um i've been telling sean for probably like two months now that i need to buy a ticket to come fly out there uh, <laughs> i just um, haven't got off my ass yet um, I wish you would, man. There's a lot of things I to want do. To. I definitely want to. Also, I'm like a, a big part of it is um, most things don't like scare me, um, but flying does. Like it freaks me out. So I have to get over that. Yeah. Because long people in Atlanta aren't around the corner. Take you, take you a Benadryl when you sit down. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, let's transition a little. And, uh, you know, We'll keep, we'll keep it going with you, uh, Patrick. So aside from from all your Southern gaming, um, what's going on with you? What's going on with your family? Life? Stuff like that? Well, thank you for asking. I mean, it, for me, it's been mostly SFGE, but um, I have two uh, teenage sons, and they are big gamers as well. Oh, wow. Um, they don't play the retro games like I do they um, or the pinball, really, um, and much to my disappointment. But, oh, my gosh. <laughs> what are they playing? They um, they love their PlayStation. Okay. Yes, um, my so son too. There's there's a lot of Fortnite that goes on, and okay. uh, let's see. I mean, just 
the things you would expect. They don't play the sports game as much anymore, but they, you know, they really like the Fortnite type stuff. And also, I play on the PlayStation as well, but I am all PSVR all the time. Yeah, PSVR is what's up. I still oh, not, yeah. try, not not played that for one second. Oh man, I'm not done it. Oh man, I I cannot play the flat games anymore. Mm. The VR is just so cool. Yeah. Now, have you started playing? Um, what is it? Blood and Truth. I have not, but um, that is really next on my list to get when I yeah. have time yeah. to play that because I was blown away by that uh, London Heist demo mm-hmm. that um, was on PlayStation VR Worlds. Yeah, it was, it was really incredible. Did I didn't you like it. I yeah, I haven't played it yet. Um, I didn't think I was gonna like PSVR as much as I have, or that I was gonna use it as much as I have. Like I thought it was just gonna be like one and done. Like okay, I played the few games, and this is something Sony's gonna forget again. But it, it gets a lot of use. I actually just um picked up Super Hot for PSVR because I played oh, yes. it. I played it like regular, you know, like the non VR version, and I loved uh-huh. it. And then now playing in the world. Aesthetically, it's the same game, right? But not at all. Like just the way it functions <laughs> and like being in it. And like, man, when when you catch a gun in the air, it's like, oh shit. Like you did it. Like you you did that thing. Like you caught it, you know? And so it's just the the immersive feeling is it's amazing. Like I I'm so happy I picked up PSVR. And now I'm gonna buy a PSVR and my wife's gonna be mad at me and I'm blaming you guys. That's all right. Oh. She'll be mad at you anyways. Hey, yeah, that's that's probably true. <laughs> Look here, man. We're gonna have some. Uh, Sony's gonna be at Southern Pride Gaming Expo, and oh wow, uh, okay. they're gonna be, they're gonna have some uh, PSVR units there. Oh, and that's dope. Yeah, right. and also um, we own a few units ourselves to demo mm-hmm. for the first time this year, and so we're gonna be rocking Beat Saber. Oh, that's so much oh, fun that's too. Dope. Yeah. Oh yeah, Beat Saber's really good. Yeah. But um. I wanted to I wanted to go back to your play, uh, your uh, super hot comment. That was a one of my first sort of transcendent experiences on PSVR because I'd heard it was so good and I picked it up. But if you want to really amp up uh, your super hot VR experience, plug in or or um, do a custom. However you do it, you can do your own songs or do a Spotify playlist. Uh-huh. Pick out your Spotify playlist with you know some sort of whatever music makes you in the zone uh-huh. um, and uh and it is really fun uh, that that kind of like as you're saying it it makes sense because now you're sort of you're john wick yeah right you and there's it? no soundtrack yeah right? there's no soundtrack it's, to, it's, it's silent yeah. you know yes. yeah so yeah that does take it to another level because then it's like it's the intensity of it yeah yeah you put on johnny cash's the man comes around yeah <laughs> and, and shoot those guys it is awesome yeah that's cool that's really really cool I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward now that I'm on summer vacation. Um, that's gonna be like my big thing to jump back in. And just... have you played uh, Farpoint? For... No, I haven't. I played it. Oh, I played it at like the PlayStation Experience like the year before last, and had a lot of fun with it. But I haven't picked it up yet. Yeah. I heard it's good. What was that? I heard it's really good though. Like super enjoyable. It is. I, I mean, I finished that game, and uh, it was. I hardly ever finish games, and that was really good I, with, the, with the aim <laughs> you, controller. Well, yeah. that's probably because you play them correctly. Like at least you don't play them like Chaffee here, who just runs through everything, ignores every possible side <laughs> mission ever, just so you can get to the finish. So you know, you play games correctly, it's harder to finish them. I yeah, I finished a lot. So far, I think I'm up to 15 completed for this year. Uh, yeah, I love nice. this main line. I don't really side quest stuff, so I'm just like, you know, you play it the way you want to play it. Some people uh, they buy a lot of games. 
and then never even take them out of the yeah. plastic. Sean Washington. Um, so there's I take them out of the I take them out of the plastic. <laughs> they just never actually go into the machine. Yeah, that's 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 the we're getting closer. You know, at least open them. Yeah. Well, so let's keep it. Let's keep it moving around. Uh, Delvin, what's up with you, man? What's new? Nothing at all. I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got your uh, you got your Patreon going. You got your podcast uh, happening. Yeah, the podcast is doing great. Good. No complaints on that whatsoever. But you know, it's just going good. The Patreon is doing good. No complaints on that. Nice, nice. That's what's up. Yeah, we'll keep it moving. Sean, what about you, man? Uh, same thing, man. I'm not doing shit. summertime. You know, uh, kids out here been out for like a month, man. So the people okay, are mostly good. chilling. My 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 sports are over for the next four weeks so i actually get to live like a regular human being and not have to go to coach five day, nights a week so mm-hmm. that's good other yeah. than that like you said I'm, I'm chilling man just enjoying fun employment man. yeah now my end it's been like it's been insanely busy like i had a really good uh school year this year but honestly not until the last like six weeks of work did it really get intense because i was always used to like sort of dividing up the work between myself and like the principal and this year, just being on my own, I didn't have anyone to kind of share it. So it was like doing staffing, doing site plans, budgeting, like all everything I was doing in these last six weeks was already putting me into like October of the of this upcoming school year. So it was just like the intensity of like closing down a school year, but also starting a new school year. It was a lot. I was like, I was wiped out. So my gaming kind of took a huge dip. Plus a lot of, t- there was a lot of late nights at work because it was like, school dances or parent uh, informational type of things. It was always something going on. So it was like, I just really didn't have a lot of time. And then, um, you know, my son out here, fifth grade is, or at least in this city, fifth grade is the last um, grade for elementary. And then they move on to middle school. So I feel like that. I don't know if you yeah. actually, Patrick, what part, where do you live? I live in Duluth, Georgia. Just Duluth. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I live in Snowville. So you're not that far from oh, me. Yeah. We're in the same County. Yeah. yeah same County. So yeah, where's this? It's the same around here. Fifth okay. grade is. Yep grade promotions and stuff yeah and it varies out here because like in the district where i work sixth grade is the um final grade so really? so middle school is only seventh and eighth yeah mm-hmm. oh, interesting. yeah so, and it's just like it's like county to count or district to district type of thing so but, can uh, you ex- expound upon why y'all have like hawaiian luau promotions or whatever because <laughs> i'm like I'm looking at the pictures on Facebook. I'm like, your son has on a lay. Was there a luau? Like, what the fuck is going on? I was very confused. Yeah, that's a, yeah I told you that. Okay, so um, it's just the thing. I, I assume they did it everywhere. But like out here, like the thing no. to do is to like, no. you know, make like um, <laughs> lays out of candy or lay. That fool was wearing a lay made out of 50 bucks. What are you talking about, man? Really? <laughs> that was money. <laughs> so I, I, I was so confused. Yeah. No, the, so it's all about making these lays and like giving them to the kids. Um, so yeah, he had a money lay on, plus they made like a fifth grade lay. Um, and then like there were California people or something else. Well, I tell you, that's what we do, man. We, we love our lays and we love our slide on vans. Like, what do you want me to do? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of slide on vans, I had a coupon for 20 bucks off a new pair came up on a fresh, fresh. I told you, man, get you those Harry Potter vans and stop uh, being a hater all your life, man. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I do have regrets on some of these special themed vans. Like I should have got those Black Panther high tops a long time ago. Shit, I should have got those too. Yeah, I was thinking the Black Panther high tops and the um the Spider Verse Jordans. Weird, a a, a weird shoe side note. There is a collection of Nikes that are Stranger Things branded coming out. 
oh, in a couple weeks. So like, like you know them old them old school Nikes from that oh, era, like cool. in different colors for Stranger Things. Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's tight. But uh, let's see. So kind of wrapping it up on my end. From there, then it was like um, my son got his first um, solo win in um, in Fortnite. And it was funny because he called me as I was on my way home and he was like, Get what? <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, what the hell do you do now? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And so then he's like, I got to win. And I was like, yeah, you always tell me you got to win, but you get it like in duos and squads. He's all no by myself. Like I did it. And he even like saved the footage. And I was like, you know what's going to happen? I was like, you're going to be tired of Fortnite now. I was like, because you've been trying to get this for so long. And he has. He's like, it's just not the same. He's like, it's kind of boring. Um, so he flipped over to Apex. This fool is amazing at Apex. Wow. Like, he, it was, after his his second match, and he already had, um, he was kill leader, and they won the, the game. Damn. He, he just had to figure out the controls. He's like, this game's really easy, but it's a lot of fun. I was like, shut up, jerk. Like, <laughs> it, took me, it took me a lot of rounds before I got a win or before I even got a kill. And he's just like, he's probably averaging like roughly eight kills a game and is Jesus. always like top three teams, if not winning. And so he's just like, but he's going strong on it because he's he likes the variety of characters. He's trying to figure them all out. But I was just like, who knew Apex was your thing? Um, I really like Apex. I need to play more of it. But, you know, Titanfall was my thing. So that that's right up that alley. So I really, <laughs> I really like Apex. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a ton of fun. Um, but so, yeah, he's been super amazing at it. And then kind of transi- transitioning us into, like, gaming news. Um, so we had, because I kind of been on a little bit of, like, a shopping streak because these E3 deals have been amazing. I did buy 2K on Xbox for $3 because why yeah. not? And I, I, bought, <laughs> I bought 2K on the Switch for $3 for the exact same reason. I was like, I mean, $2.99? Come well, on. Well. <laughs> but, um, you know, we got we got more details on Stadia. And I wasn't, I'm, I'm not knocking it, but I wasn't sold. Like there was nothing exclusive. There was nothing special. And it was like what 130 bucks for like the, um, the founders like model, which comes with, I think like a special controller and stuff like that. But I was like, it, there's no exclusive games being announced right now that it didn't hook me. But what did hook me was um, I did the game pass, the Xbox game pass ultimate, where it was like you upgraded for a dollar. And then um, now I have Game Pass for like up to like 2023. And uh, damn, really? Yeah, because then I copped like two really good deals on um, on the uh, Xbox Live like annual passes, like dirt cheap. And then got those. And then if you just paid the one dollar, it turns all your Xbox Live into the Game Pass Xbox Live Ultimate thing. So now I have Xbox. I'm not even consider using Game Pass. Like, do oh. you really? And I have you really get out of it. Okay. And I and surprisingly, like I've been using it. And then the same thing with um game uh PlayStation Now. Been they had a deal on there now, and it was like what forty bucks off. So I picked that up. And at first, I thought like I'm not going to use these things. And then once I started going into the library, I was like, I've never played this. I've never played that. And I've been using it a ton lately, so I was really surprised. I, I did have Gamefly back in the day, and mm-hmm. I mean, it was worth it. It definitely put me onto some shit that I never would have played yeah. before, but I just ran out of time then, and I have, like, shit, I definitely ain't got time for that shit now. Yeah. I, I can't play the games I own, man. I can't play the games I own. <laughs> yeah. 
No, this I hear is you. a great time we live in. Just too many games. Right. No, and that, that is the truth. It's like they're and they come out so fast now. Like, and this kind of goes more into like the E3 talk. Um, we have such a steady feed of game news and accessibility to like information and just not just games coming out in the fall anymore, but coming out, you know, in the spring, like just all year long, we got games coming through. So um, it's like too many games, just too much stuff to play. And always like, I have a list of games that I want to buy. And sometimes when I go back and look at that list, I'm like, I don't know if I still want to buy this because now that list is like twice as long. You know? So uh, have you guys played? um, Oh my gosh. How did I just lose this game? Yeah, <laughs> I had it on the tip of my tongue. Have you guys played uh, the game where it's supposed to be open world? And I know this game is way open. And it came out a while ago with a lot of uh, a lot of press, and then people were disappointed in it. Oh, oh shit! He's going open universe. And oh, you know, no, no, no. The the uh, you talk about um. Damn it! Yeah. See, y'all can't think of it either. No. What, no. what, what type what, of game? What? Come on, what what you, type of come you on. fly to the different planets? Yes, that. Oh, th- you played that, right? I have played it. Yeah, what's no. Yeah, and because it was supposed to be like super amazing, and then once it finally came out, everyone was like, "Wait, I thought I could visit other things and do these other things." Yeah, No Man's Sky. No yes, Man's that's Sky. it. There it there yeah, I was I, I was really looking forward to that game too, and then like you said, all the disappointment came out. Allegedly, it was way better after some patches, but that's what I heard too. Yeah, it's just like I don't. The only game I ever played post patch was uh, the last Mass Effect, but I owned it before all of that got fixed. I just hadn't played it, so it wasn't like I went out and bought it later mm-hmm. after you know people were saying it was trash. Yeah, I mean, I I loved yeah. it. I ended up playing it for like ninety hours, but I I never did get to No Man's Sky. But I heard after they fixed some stuff, it was decent. But yeah. I, I was looking forward to that too. I thought that when I the first preview I saw that game, I thought it was awesome. Well, that's. They are releasing a free patch for that to make it VR for PlayStation yeah. VR. Oh wow! And yeah, that's probably like, that's probably really cool, actually. Well, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the concept of this game originally was really cool until people yeah. started playing. Then it was, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, you could. The thing was, right as they announced uh, the patch coming out on VR, the you know. The game was old at that point. It was going to be a free patch, not something you had to pay for. And yeah. so, like Walmart was clearing out these things at ten dollars. So I picked oh, up wow. one and put it away in my closet. Um, oh, nice! Waiting on the VR patch, right? The ten dollars. It's like, a, it's like yeah. a Christmas gift to yourself. You're like, all right, one day. Yeah. I was just wondering if you guys had played that and how what you guys thought of it. I actually watched a lot of um, streams on it, and it has improved. And even with it, with whatever was the latest big update, like where it had like more sort of, I think like quests or something added to it. Like people were really like hyped about it, but kind of going back to what we were saying earlier, because there's so many games to play, it's it's lost in the shuffle. It's kind of like what we've talked about on this show quite a few times is Tomb Raider. They keep mm-hmm. putting out the Tomb Raider games and they're a lot of fun, but they're putting out Tomb Raider when it's, like 20 other games coming out in that big fall rush and it gets lost in the shuffle. It's a great game. It's just lost in the shuffle. But as a person who's played No Man's Sky, I can tell you it's entertaining, but it's a game you have to play when there's nothing out because it's such a time-consuming and relaxing game Mm -hmm. that if you have other things to play, you probably would not get back to it because 
those games that you want to play have story modes and things like that that keep you enticed to the game where No Man's Sky is kind of like it's more of an experience, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. So based so based on what you're saying right now, do you think it would translate well to PSVR? Oh, it would be awesome, especially with the, the updates they added where you can add like because before the VR update has been added, they added plenty of things to it. Like you can meet up with other players now in the game, which is the big thing they wanted to add into it. You can build your own bases on the planet. So adding all that stuff into it and now adding VR on top of it, you kind of can just build your own world that you can live in. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Because now it's you more have like, uh, Minecraft. Uh huh. Yeah, I, did, I think I'll definitely check it out. But yeah, that was one. It's funny you say that, Patrick, because I like it. I remember it being announced for PSVR, but again, fully fell off my radar. But now I think I'll have to go look for one of those dirt cheap copies too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could be worth it, or I guess it could be a slog and really just be a grinder. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, what we were saying about PSVR, though, it's like, it's really, so far, there hasn't been much on there that I have said, like, oh, this is like terrible. Like, for the most part, it's all been like a good experience. So hopefully, this is just to add on to those like great experiences that I've had so far. And then, uh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, I, you know, we did get to go to was, um, my son and I went to the um, EA Play, and that was like uh, out in Hollywood. Oh, okay. That and was that, dope. I was watching. I was watching that. I didn't realize that you could just kind of walk up to that shit. Yeah. Well, you gotta like, um, you gotta like register for ticket. Like you can do like a free, like just walk up and get in, and it's kind of okay. a long line. But you can pre-register, and then if you pre-register and then say, um, they give you options to demo games. Like, so we set up to demo. Um, apex legends at like 10 a.m and so that puts you like a guaranteed priority line so when you show up and they're like oh apex at 10 come right in you have a a priority like a fast pass and so we went in there and then we got to see like an extended version of the star wars game man that game is gonna be awesome um like if you're a fan of like the platformer type of games like it's it's good like uh the demo look good yeah yeah, I was hyped. Like just from the from the really like alive environment um to just like him using his force powers, like it was cool. It was really, really fun. We got some free enamel pins out of it. Um <laughs> it was you know that's what I gotta say is one thing about this EA play thing, even though like there weren't a ton of games, like they demoed Star Wars, Apex has been out, um, I think they had Madden, they had the FIFA, um they were like demoing the street mode. Um, oh, what was that other one? Anthem was there. Um, like you could try all these things. It wasn't super huge, but what they did really well was that they kept you fed and hydrated, and it was like free and everywhere. So it was really just, just yeah. food and shit everywhere. Well, yeah, like so you just walk up and they're like, "Here's a snack. Here's some ice cream. Here's some, you know, a little snack." And they had some food trucks along the way, but like, man, my son and I ate so much junk food, we were set. And we just like chilled the whole time and like legit didn't cost like the only thing I paid for was um, parking. Other than that, everything we did inside there free. Like, and then you still got like a, like a goodie bag as you entered the event as well. So then, and it was a random hot day too. So we even got those like cool, like chill towels and stuff like that. And some dumb like hats that are like umbrella hats. So we were looking like, <laughs> <up nerds> in <laughs> that but, sounds cool though. But it was, it definitely was. Yeah. It was, and it was just a fun experience because, you know, it's, 
it, it's nice to go to events like this, kind of like how we, when we started this conversation, like, you know, you go to like a gaming event, that's just, everyone's there for the same reason. Like no one's there to try to be cool or, um, you know, just to get loud and wild. It was a lot of families, um, you know, just really enjoying their time and really just talking about games and stuff like that. So it was a, it was a super like awesome experience. We had a great time. And then after that, we had some delicious Mexican food and I had a margarita and we came home. So it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great day, man. Well, it was sounds, perfect, sounds awesome. man. I got some time in the sun and I was like, chill out. You know, we ate some flan. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's dip into like some E3 stuff. Was there anything that from what you can remember that stood out for E3 or something that was like, as much as I was kind of blah before that final fantasy remake looked amazing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I might, I I never thought I would buy it, but just the fact that they changed it so much and it's more of like action adventure. Like it reminds me more of like um, the first like mass effect where it's like action adventure, but you can freeze it to plan out all your attacks. Mm -hmm. Like that's the way it looks. So I think I might actually cop that. Like that, that was the one that was like, wow, that looked, that looked really dope. I, I didn't mind, it, it, you know, people were really up in arms about the Avengers trailer. I thought it, I'm like, the game's a year away, man. Like, I'm not tripping. Yeah. It, yeah, it, 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 it could still be cool. Like, people were really overreacting. Yeah, I think they're completely overreacting because, one, it's a year away. Two, I'm quite sure that it's an early build of the game. And I'm quite sure there's a lot more stuff they have to do in that game to get it where they want it to be at. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of get why people are worked up, though, because you know, as we, as we led up to like this last Avengers movie, like for a lot of people, Avengers is a very specific thing with very specific people. Well, the problem is that they kind of tried to mimic the look of the movies instead of the comic, which yeah. I think would have helped them a lot. Like if, if it, people didn't think that kind of looks like the movie, I don't think it would have been that big mm -hmm. of a problem. I, I totally agree. Cause that's what I was going to say is I think that when it kind of looks like the movie, or the movies, but it's still, it looks like a generic version. Like, whereas instead of like the Avengers, it's like the uh, Revengers or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like the knockoff. And so I think that's why people get kind of worked up. But I totally agree with you. If, if they would have gone a more uh, comic book route, then I think people would have been like, oh, yeah, because this is not the um, MCU. Like, this right. is completely. Oh, also, Borderlands 3, man. Can't wait for that game. I fucking love me some Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah, those I love both of those games. I, I really can't wait for the next. You see, I've never played... I think I played a little bit of like the pre-sequel, but I've never played any of the Borderlands. So um, it's now game. free on PlayStation Plus, like the Handsome Jack. Yeah, the Handsome Jack. I downloaded it, yeah. Yeah, so... so if you want to play if you want to play some, yeah, let me know. I'll drop yeah, on there. I just also, started... The DLC uh, that's free for it? You said what? Did you get the free DLC that just released for it? Oh uh -uh. yeah, that's right. Because that DLC bridges um, two, two to three. Two to three. Two yeah. three. Oh okay. Now, what were you gonna say, uh, Patrick? I'm sorry. I I just gonna say I just started Borderlands Two VR and, and PlayStation. Oh, VR. they got a VR too. Just mm -hmm. started it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I love I, those games. I did. Um, I did get the the like the PR, PSVR kit. I had had the Borderlands VR, but I say that's probably like the only part of VR I don't like is the games that teleport. In movement, mm -hmm. like I like oh, the more fluid walk. Out a little bit. Yeah, it's well, just yeah, it's weird. You can walk to it the Borderlands VR if you want to. You can change the settings so you can walk with it. Oh damn, I didn't know that. 
You yeah. can. That's right. Uh, and also, if you use the uh, aim controller, it has a thumbstick on it. Uh, yes. Cool. Yeah. I think I, I ended up selling my code for like 30 bucks. Oh, okay. So I scored. But yeah, so now I got the... Um, <laughs> but I'm going to jump into that Handsome Jack collection because I do want to play it. And I mean, people have hyped it up a lot. And even the little bit that I had played in the past, I did enjoy it. So I to me, it's... I'm not a... I don't like it nearly as much like solo is like with the crew because uh-huh. I play both of those games all the way through like four with four uh, people. So like three, three, me and three others. And that made it really fun. You level up a lot faster. You know, you find better loot. You know, it's, it's basically like, you know, Gun Diablo. You know, it's just about looting better guns. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, like that's the main thing. So you're just trying to find better gear. Yeah. What about you, Delvin? Anything that you saw st- stand out for you? Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Interesting thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nice. Keanu Reeves really out here right now. Cause have you guys seen that movie? Uh, what's the, it's on Netflix right now where he's like, he has that. It's like even him as a gift where he's like walking out with that slow walk. Uh, is the name Ali Wong? Um, anyways, it's a movie on Netflix. Like this, like kind of romantic comedy. Um, but yeah, Keanu Reeves is in it and it's like, he, He's really owning time right now. I mean, he's got John Wick out. He's now in Cyberpunk. Um, he's got Bill and Ted like in the world. Breathtaking. <laughs> I'm like, man, shout out to Guiana. Because he was like, he was written off a while back. But now people are like all up on him. But I'm hyped but for that. I'm I, hyped for that cyberpunk movie. That's gonna be cool. Yeah. Game. Really, one yeah. game I did want to see, I want I'm really interested in is uh Ghostwire Tokyo. Yes, that's the one I put in here, the Ghostwire game. Like I don't even know if I saw that. What is what was that? It's basically end of the world. Yeah, kind of survival horror, but it's like end of the world apocalypse happens, everybody disappears. Yeah, like rapture type. Like like rapture. Yes. Yeah. Because like the the announcement, like it doesn't have any gameplay. It's just but it's very like it sets a tone. Like it's it's freaky. Like it's real nuts. But just seeing like the sort of tone that 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 announcement set, I was like, I want to play this. Like, I want to play this game really bad. So yeah, that's it's made by the people who made um the Evil Within. Yes, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed those games. The Evil Within games were a lot of fun. So I'm like, if even if it's just as good as those, then it's going to be awesome. So I'm hyped up about that. Um, but I didn't really feel like there was anything. I don't feel like this was a bad E3 at all. It just it just was different. It felt like one of those in between years. Like we don't really have much new. We heard about a lot of stuff we've heard about last year. Um, I didn't well, feel like it was missed. I, I definitely think it's one of those like we're probably headed for new consoles next fall. Mm-hmm. So it's not like nobody wants to announce a game that's going to be on a console that they haven't announced yet. Yeah, because then you're going to slow your sales for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, exactly. People are going to be like, well, then why buy this? I'll just wait. So. Um, I'm sure we'll see a lot more, but you know, from what I did see this year, there was a lot of, like I said, it was just so busy that the, I missed a lot of the conferences I think the only one I saw was like a good portion of the Xbox one. And that's when like me, Delvin and, uh, Derek were just like talking all kind of trash about the Xbox conference. <laughs> <laughs> we were just being jerks, but it wasn't, it wasn't a bad conference at all, but yeah, I, it, it did feel weird not having Sony there. But I don't think Sony needed to be there. Um, it's just 
like I was saying earlier, we get so much news all the time and information all the time. Like, like when Xbox was talking about Project Scarlet and like their new console, like I think I said in our chat, I was like, but we heard all this from Sony in like a press release, you know? So it was like, do we really need to have these big things? I don't know. I think maybe E3 is kind of like archaic now because we can just do these streams, quick bites, faster, get our information that we want and then just move forward. So. Yeah, it's not the way things are set up now. It's not always necessarily worth the money and time it takes to put on a E3 show or a press conference in a booth and all that for the companies. It just yeah. there's no return on investment for that stuff these days. Exactly, and I think that's really, really it. Yeah, I've been hearing chatter for years now that people are stop, have, you know, stopping going. It's gotten smaller and smaller. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. The the whole presence, even just like going, being in downtown LA for let's say E3. Four years ago, it consumed downtown. Now, when you go, this is these last two years. It's it's not as big, like the just the sort of media presence and like you know commercialism of it. It's like it's not there. You can feel that it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I can say it, like it's dying, but it's just it's different. I think it needs to it needs to pivot in some way. I just don't know what that way is yet. I mean, I know they're trying by now allowing the public to attend, but I think maybe maybe it needs to take a take a page out of Southern Fried and have some like you know more interactive elements. Like if it's not wrestling, you know, something that people can really like sink their teeth into. Yeah. I think they can learn. Hot uh, eating <laughs> challenge. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Come on, Chelsea, man. You got to get out here so you can get into that, man. I know. I need to. I need to stop messing around and really make this happen. I got to do it. I got money. I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, let's start. Uh, let's start wrapping the tail end. We don't have any voicemails this week because we've been kind of slow on stuff. But um, let's talk about you know before we head out. What have we been playing? What have we not been playing? Uh, Patrick, you been playing anything lately? Yeah, I've already mentioned it, but I've been playing Beat Saber. Just started uh, at Borderlands VR, Borderlands Two in VR, and then. I'm going to give everybody a tip out there, including you guys. And Sean, when you get your PlayStation VR uh, in a few weeks, you'll. uh, (laughs) This will be a hot tip for you. If you like sports at all, there is a sport game on PlayStation VR that has been the best value for the money. I've spent hours playing it and it only costs $10, not on sale. And uh, it's called 2MD Football. And uh, it is just a very simple game where you are first-person quarterback and you're placed in a stadium uh, against another team and you have to score a touchdown uh, in two minutes of game time. It's a football simulator or your first person as the quarterback. And, and just doing two-minute drills? That's wild. Yeah, you're doing two-minute drills, and it's, you know, the graphics are not great. In fact, mm. there's no legs on the players uh, or, <laughs> or even I'm arms. watching they're a just, video right now. They're just tackle dummies. Uh-huh. But it is a hoot to play, and they, the throwing mechanism that they've modeled with the move controllers in PlayStation, it works like a champ. And so you really do feel like you're in this stadium, you know, throwing passes uh to your you know to your receivers down the field it's so much better than like madden for example no offense to anyone who likes madden so i've been playing a lot of that uh lately this looks like this looks pretty cool actually ten dollars ten dollars yeah all right damn it i gotta get a psvx (laughs) oh yeah i'm checking it out like you it has looking at some screenshots and it's like you throw it through like the rings 
That looks that is, so that is not the game. That is some sort of bonus round. I oh, always yeah. skip past that. Um, that that's that's not fun. The actual <laughs> game, yeah, the game stuff, is, the game stuff where you're actually playing, which is the primary part of the game, mm-hmm. is really fun. So is this like legit though? Like you, you know, you can look left, look right, and throw. Oh yeah, no, you like. go to the it. It puts you um, at the line of scrimmage, and you. Uh, so you and you get a chance to. I think you can even audible your plays, but you push buttons on the move controller to change your receivers before mm-hmm. the you know while the play clock's going uh, winding down. You look left, look right, look how the defense is lined up, change mm-hmm. your receivers, and then you push a button to hike the ball, and then you can uh, look off the defense or. Uh, you know, and then hit the other side of the field. So yeah, it's legit. Damn, that's Holy. cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this up. Now let's yeah, ten more dollars. Thanks. You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> my my sons. I don't know how old y'all's kids are, but my sons and I, um, you know, we had a blast. We just do. Yeah, so this would be perfect for him. We just okay. do. You know, we'll do high score, uh, uh, high score tournaments. You can get the most points. Mm-hmm. And actually, now I haven't played this part, but I upgraded with a patch to it, to where you can play. You know, one person's playing the quarterback. And they have the VR screen on, and then the uh, the second person in the room can actually be calling the defense and setting the defense. Uh, oh wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. on the social output screen, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so it's awesome. kind of two player. Yeah, and that adds some complexity to it too, because then it's yes. just, you're not just beating the system. Like you have the other person calling plays on you. That's really neat. Yeah, I'll definitely be picking this up. Yeah, that's my hot tip. Nice. That's a good tip. I'm be in so much trouble now. But who, who the hell have you been talking to? Getting all this shit. You so now I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna just wait. You know, I'm gonna, I'll wait after the convention and get my son to come in, and we're gonna be like, "Oh man, it was so awesome." Did you try that? Your wife's gonna be like, "You good job yet?" <laughs> she might. <laughs> That's pretty much what she's gonna say. She's like, "Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Sorry." Yeah. <laughs> my bad. And I know you've been working for weeks now. All right, I got you. <laughs> she probably would say that. <laughs> well, Delvin, what you got? <laughs> um, I'm playing a lot of days going still, mm-hmm. which I'm still liking a lot. I feel but, like you're the only um, person I know who's still playing that shit. I just finished it. What are you talking about? But I mean, that's you. You don't count. You don't play games right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's really good. I'm really entertaining. I think that um, it has an interesting story behind it. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you in the game? I'm pretty decent for pretty decent and i just got to the other area that you go to the southern like the most southern camp yes okay okay yeah you still got a lot more gameplay that game oh, yeah. long that game's long and the thing about that game that i kind of like that I, I can understand a lot of people don't like about it is the fact that it makes you play the story yeah like there's different storylines you have to play them to continue this, the game mm-hmm. it's not really like side quests more or less there's just like these storylines that keep coming up and they're like well, you got to kind of do this if you want to move on in the story. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because you, it feels like you're part of the experience. But for players like Chalfie, I can see like, oh, do I really have to do this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like uh, on one hand, this game was really annoying to me because, because it, even though it's open world, it is very non-linear. And yes. so when you're like, when you finish a mission, like it gives you, and I'm not shitting you, like, eight different percentages because it's like 20 percent of this main story mission but by also completing that mission you also did 10 percent of this side mission and 10 percent of this other side mission and four percent of this i'm like 
how many things are happening at once? It's, but it's too like how, complicated. Yeah, but it's, it's like how Delvin said, though, because everything is everything. Like, it's all connected in a way. Once I started getting in, honestly, probably into the last three-fourths of the game, did I understand, like, I still don't understand how the math works in this game, but I understood I had to do these things so that my camps were fortified, my bike was ready, um, and that the story was progressing. Uh, surprisingly, you would be amazed, Sean. Um, I'm actually doing a lot of side stuff in this game. Like, even though, choice. <laughs> That's yeah, the problem. even though I finished the main story like earlier, I think it was like over the weekend, I, I haven't stopped playing because I just have been doing a lot of the, the side missions that are left. Plus, after you finish the game, there's still main story missions. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird game because they have these, like, you know how Red Dead has these little side little quests that come up when you're patrolling the map and it gives you this, yeah. like, question mark to go to? Mm -hmm. Days Gone has this, too, but the question mark will disappear. Yeah, that frustrates like, Immediately. I find them. Yeah. I'm like, so where was so, it? And it's annoying as hell because you're like, oh, let me go. Because the side quests are good because they give you experience points mm -hmm. and extra characters, like, to go to your camp and stuff like that. Yeah, but if you can't find it because as soon as it comes up, it di immediately disappears. You, <laughs> you just go in that area, and you don't know what the hell to do. Yeah, and then you just get eaten by zombies or like zombie wolves. Yes, that yeah. doesn't sound fun. No, but it, it surprisingly, it's a it's a really fun game. I think this game to really really sell it and make it big, this would have been the perfect skin the character as Norman Reedus. Yes, and this would have been the Walking Dead game that everybody would have wanted, <laughs> like one hundred percent, because you're you're functioning through these camps and you're realizing that some of the camps aren't as like as you watch the Walking Dead TV show, like you realize like oh this camp is actually messed up, you know, and so you're just this sort of drifter along the way that this would have been the this would have sold twice as many if it would have been the Walking Dead. This is the game yes. that people wanted for The Walking Dead. Um, but if you can cop this game for 30 bucks, you got yourself a deal. It's a good game for that. And price. also, to add to that, I think this is the perfect game that you're going to play the first one. Like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. And then you're going to play the second one, and the second one's going to be amazing. Yes, I think so. Because there are a lot of good that. ideas in the game that I think they can build on. Like, some of the things they do in the game don't make any sense. Like, for example, the fact that you can ride a motorcycle through the game is cool, but... Mm -hmm. You're in an area where there's a bunch of cars. Mm -hmm. So why can't you just pick up a car and drive that? Yeah. Mm. I'm like, why do motorcycles become the hot thing? Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, and I guess no they, they maneuver in the smaller gas tanks, but then at that too. <laughs> like, here's something that's crazy. Okay, so this is a zombie apocalypse, right? Um, you can pull up to any gas station and get gas. Yes. Which I'm fine with. <laughs> I'm fine with it because this is, this is the type of game that you don't want to just run out of gas in yeah. the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Because it would take hours to get where you want to go. But the point I'm making, though, is who's refilling the gas pumps? Like, the yeah, that's weird. The zombies. <laughs> so it's got to keep it's gotta it's, be going. I'm enjoying it. What else are you playing besides Days Gone? Are you just on that? That's the main game I'm playing. But I did see a movie that I think you guys would be interested in because of the things we like. Have you guys seen the movie? Um, I think it's called See You Yesterday. No, I haven't. It's a Netflix film, right? And it's, a, it's basically about two, I think. It's produced by Spike Lee, if I'm correct. Oh yes, the time travel one. I saw this one. Yes. It's based on a, um, a, a young, a young novel. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's about two teens who like are for a science project, which is crazy. That's two African American teens, one girl, one boy. 
they are trying to figure out time travel. And Michael J. Fox is in the, has a cameo in the movie, which is uh-huh. pretty cool. Yeah. And they figure out how to time travel, but it's kind of like Back to the Future, mm-hmm. but it gets dark and twisted. Yeah, it's like it's really good and like butterfly effect. Yes, it is very good. Yeah. No, I highly recommend it because it was one of those I saw it and I was just like, there was nothing on Netflix that day that I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. And then so I sat and watched this one and I was like, this is actually pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Yes, it's very good. Erica recommended it to me. She was like, did you see it? She kept saying, did you see C yesterday? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> she kept saying it. I like, gotta watch it. Yeah. But it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Excellent movie. I highly recommend anybody to see that movie. Yeah, same, same. Um, yeah, so I guess just to kind of to bring it all on home, same for me. Just been watching or been playing a ton of Days Gone. Going to jump into Borderlands. I'm actually going to start the um, – because I've heard a lot of people talk about it over the years, and these Telltale games are disappearing. So I'm finally going to play the um, the Borderlands uh, Telltale game because I've heard it. I never awesome. played that one. I never finished the – It's very good. Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. No, you better disappear, man. So – I'll be playing that, and then, um, and then as usual, you know me, Pokemon Go all the time. Like I actually started a new game since we recorded last. I know you'd be proud of me. Oh I shit! What? Playing, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey finally. Oh, I thought it was Pokemon Go. I don't care about that. I don't. I don't <laughs> people don't walk in Georgia, man. What do you? There's no sidewalks around here, man. Suburban Georgia. <laughs> pa- Patrick can back me up, man. It's not, nobody just walking yeah, down the street and shit. Like we drive everywhere around here. What are you talking about? That's yeah. right. Yeah, you know, all the time. He said yeah. <laughs> John's always complaining too about pollen and like how it's going to kill him. Yeah, it's tough here. Very tough in the spring. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man, it's, shit is real out here, man. Your, your palm, little punk ass palm trees don't be having pollen like that, man. <laughs> punk ass palm trees. <laughs> but no, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm about like, I think eight hours in. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a fun action adventure game. There's There's been nothing said about Assassin so far, nothing at all. Uh-huh. So it's just like, I don't know when all that, like the, you like getting the animus at the beginning. You don't know who it is. They don't say anything. And then you just start playing. Like I haven't been out of the animus. Just, so I don't know what's going on, but I'm definitely um, having fun with it. And of course, man, playing MLB, man. Uh-huh. You know, no, you gotta, you know, I got to play my baseball games during the summer. It's almost time uh, towards the end of the summer. It'll be time again for my son to beg me for Madden. True. So it's true. Uh, you know, those are the only two I've been playing. Nice. All right. Well, um, Patrick, thank you for coming on today. Hold really on, hold on, man. Oh, what else? I say, let him get him. Let him give out his information. Uh, uh, that's, where he can... that's where he cut me off, man. Go oh, back. He was rolling into that. Yeah, man, that's I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't trust him. So I had to say something. <laughs> Go ahead, Chuck. Man, why you All right. Be, why you gonna have some black on brown crime right now? <laughs> <laughs> Patrick. All right, guys. On. Why don't you let people know where they can find you? Uh, take it away. All right, so you can find us on the web uh, at GameATL.com or SouthernFriedGamingExpo.com. Both of those work. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you guys are around Atlanta or want to fly out here. Uh, I do. Come, Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> come on out. The show is July 12th to the 14th, the Southern Fried Gaming Expo. And as we've detailed in the show, there's – really something for everyone who wants to have fun yeah nice yeah it's, yeah, it's and, awesome can't wait can't wait yeah well to I, I just really appreciate you guys uh having let me guys sit let me sit on the show and let me talk about the expo and hope it i didn't talk about playstation vr too much 
not perfect. No, no. To do that. Awesome. You actually made it sound interesting, man. Nobody cares what Chelsea says. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> my, uh, my opinion is a uh, suspect at best. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> this I recognize. <laughs> Delvin, you want to give out the Patreon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go on to patreon.com slash Delvin Cox Experience, and it's a lot of more content on there. To say the least, this new podcast, videos, everything on there. Just check it out if you get a chance. Allegedly, Delvin actually has a day job and doesn't only just podcast, but I don't think I believe that shit anymore. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. He's full time out in these streets. All right. And then uh, on our end, oh, there is a new, I was surprised. It's been like a 14-year hiatus, but there was a new episode of uh, ETMF. That was amazing. We did, we did come back like uh, a new Voltron Netflix series. So it was. Uh, it had been a while. So, But um Literally, nobody has to go to work during the day anymore, so it was easy for us to record. <laughs> you know, it's easy, it's easy when everybody's at home during the day. Yeah, that does make a world of difference. It does. Well, cool. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Patrick, for coming on. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at GamesWeDon'tPod. Um, hit us up on Gmail, GamesWeDon'tPlay at gmail.com, or you can give us a call at 218-382-GWDP. Mm-hmm. Again, Patrick, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. For Delvin, for Sean, I'm Chalfie. We're out. Peace. 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 This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out ETMFpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows.